This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Episode number 18, Mark Potter here, Mike Bradley alongside. It's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And right off the bat, this segment brought to you by our friends at the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance. Located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park. Now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. I got nothing to talk about. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't left with a whole lot Friday night with high school football. That is for sure. Yeah. Although I mean, we did have actually more games on Saturday than we did on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So one game, it was a complete blowout. 58 nothing. Decatur beat Snow Hill. Right. As expected. Yeah. yeah. And then... And on Saturday, Y High blew out J.M. Bennett, as expected. What was that? Yes. 49 nothing. 49 nothing. yep. And then 41-6, North Carolina beats Colonel Richardson mm-hmm. and uh, to uh, finish up their season. And that was it. Yeah. Those were the three games that were played here on the shore. Um, there were some soccer games played. We'll get into that coming up in just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Wipe the salmon out of your eyes. We got a playoff soccer game. Yeah. Again. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, no, it was a, it was a good uh, it was a good weekend. I think it was a good time for teams to sit back, lick their wounds, and get ready for the upcoming playoffs. Uh, I mean, it really depends on the situation that a team's in. For a team that's beat up, that could use the the game off. Yeah, and, and thinking about Kent Island, Queen Anne's, we know Queen Anne's was pretty banged up. They were going to have some guys miss for that game anyway. Their numbers aren't as big this year uh, as they have been in previous years. So for Queen Anne's, that may have really benefited them to not to have to play that game and, right, lick their wounds, get ready for a playoff matchup against Stephen Decatur on Friday. So so with that in mind, today, and you and I haven't talked about uh, before leading into the broadcast today, uh, we're going to look at the field hockey matchups and the soccer matchups and and the upcoming Friday Night Lights, the playoff football. Uh, we've got all that and more coming up right here. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. We might as well get right to it. Chop 10 Health is here to help you navigate through the complex healthcare system and to answer any questions you have about insurance. Medicare's annual enrollment period for Medicare Part D and Medicare Advantage plans is open now and runs through December 7th. Patients needing help with Medicare can make an appointment with our community support specialists by calling our health centers in St. Michael's, Cambridge, Denton, Fettlesburg, or Goldsboro today. And we're always welcoming new patients. For more information, visit ChopTankHealth.org. ChopTankHealth, come see how healthy you can be. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and Shingle Master Roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at MidshoreExteriors.com. Welcome back. Uh, so let's start off at 8 a.m. Yeah. A soccer match, 8 a.m. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a lot on our Friday night overtime live broadcast. We even talked to Mike Kern, the head coach of, we did, yeah. of Queen Anne's. And Kept him up past his bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> and the first thing he said was, I hope the girls are asleep. Well, right. yeah, we talked about North Carolina. They got to meet earlier. Well, evidently, according to the Star Democrat, when the coach from North Carolina rolled into the parking lot, the girls were sitting there cheering at 6.10 in the morning. They were awake and ready to go. Wow. Yes. Wow. 6.10? That's, 6-10. that's impressive because he said they'd be on the bus at 7. So well, that's I, I figured they'd be 6.30. North Carolina yeah. would meet the bus at 6.30, yeah. be at Queen Anne's 7 o'clock and ready to play the 8 o'clock game with the Lions. Who had the home game? Right. But North Carolina got a goal from Haley Chester, one of my former basketball players, and I think she's going to play as a senior this year. Uh, and uh, that was the only goal of the game. And North Carolina comes home victorious with the upset, a three beating a two, mm-hmm. by the score of one nothing at 8 a.m. in the morning. You know, and that's a, that's a, I guess that was a precursor. It's 6.10 to see the girls raring to go. I guess Coach had to feel really good about them going on the road and taking care of business. Two things about that game. One, it kept Mike Kern from winning his 250th career uh, soccer game. Mm-hmm. But it also is the first time that... Those seniors in North Carolina have beaten Queen Anne's in anything in girls' sports. 
Really? Yes. That's lacrosse. That's field hockey. That's soccer. That's basketball. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how far back are we talking here? At least four years. At least four years. Yeah, that's so, a big deal. See, I, I, mean, I love those now, as a girls basketball coach. Yeah. I, I, you know, I yeah. coached uh, North Carolina to some wins over them, but probably going back, well, four, six. Yeah, you're probably stretching back to about uh, probably eight years. That in that girls is basketball. That is highly significant. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's that quite an accomplishment. Probably they didn't even know that. Yeah, well, the the that's players what we're here did. for. The players did. Oh, they did. Yeah, in fact, Haley Chester is the one that mentioned it. Oh, okay. This is the first okay. time that she goes okay. before she graduated, she wanted to beat Queen Anne's. Well, she just did it in soccer. Now she's going to try and do it in basketball. Well I, well, I meant I didn't know if they knew about the other sports, yeah, but I yeah. certainly understand about soccer, maybe another sport or two. But but all of them. That's uh, that's now they beat them in softball. You know, but they haven't beaten them in girls basketball. Hadn't beaten okay, them in, so a majority in, of them. Yeah, okay, hadn't beaten them okay. in uh, you know lacrosse and uh-huh. hadn't beaten them in uh, field hockey uh-huh. and of course soccer. So yep. pretty cool stuff there. Yeah, it really is. The really other two A East matchup was an amazing one. Another another upset. Another upset. Yeah. Parkside and Ken Island finished their match two two, mm-hmm. and they play through two overtime periods and they go to penalty kicks. Right. Right. Parkside beat them seven six in penalty kicks. Right down to, to the win end. three two. Yeah. And now North Carolina is gonna host Parkside for the region title and the chance to go play in the state tournament. Now what seed do you know was Parkside? Parkside was the four. Okay, so it'll be a yeah. three three four there. Yeah. Okay. So okay. how cool is that? Yeah. You gotta love that. So, uh, Kent Island's boys did beat uh, Queen Anne's boys for uh, oh, the, in, in their match. So, is that uh, the other war on the shore? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then uh, Parkside beat North Carolina 3-1. So, Kent Island will be going to Parkside in boys soccer. Okay. Um, this recording on Monday, mm-hmm. we have more boys and girls soccer games playing uh, being played today in the 1A as a makeup from Friday's rainouts. But then and, they've uh, got a, a potential quick turnaround, though, they, right? Yeah, absolutely, because mm-hmm. it's tomorrow when yeah. you play the uh, uh, the finals. And I don't know soccer. Obviously, soccer and football are completely different from the physicality standpoint. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing in some cases that you turn right around and play instead of playing on a Friday, having a couple of days break, and then getting back at it. Yeah, you you could, know, sometimes that can help you. Yeah, you're right, and I could see that. Um, you know, but at the same time, it would be interesting. St. Michael's has taken a long ride. You've got uh, Colonel and Bow Manor. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Uh, today, Mardella at Cambridge South Dorchester. Cambridge South Dorchester's boys head coach uh, elected uh, chosen as the North Bayside Coach of the Year by his peers. Mm. And uh, so Cambridge has that game on Monday at 530. Uh, be looking for information on the uh, ShoresportsMD.com as we'll have Matt Andrews there covering that one. Oh, nice. And okay. uh, so we'll yeah, get some video, some highlights of that one up hopefully mm-hmm. uh, on the website uh, by, by Tuesday. When you're hearing this, hopefully we have it up. But uh, a lot of action going on. Soccer, you know, of course, going on right now. Field hockey, uh, because we don't have as many teams playing on the shore. On Monday, they got their playoff started. And that will continue on in Wednesday with the uh, region finals. Um, so just a just a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, going on. But exciting times for sure. Well, and Mark, uh, and I know we'll get more into football coming up. One of the interesting things is there are few, I think mostly in Arundel County, high school football games being made up from Friday because of the weather. But what the NPSSAA has said is, by law, we have to have the playoff points and matchups out on Sunday. You know, whatever yesterday's date was, I guess maybe the final day of October or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Now, it, make, it made it sound like to me from Sheldon Shaler that that was the law. Now, they've made COVID exceptions with the playoffs, for instance. But bottom line is these games 
do not count. No, they don't. And <laughs> How about yeah, that? Yeah. And, now, and, that doesn't mean that there isn't some significance with it and getting another game in and, and getting your work in before the playoffs and all that. Don't get me wrong. But essentially, they, they don't count, though. And you're doing that and putting yourself in a short week, though. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that discussion uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, as I told you also a little while ago, that uh, volleyball playoff matchups will be announced on Monday as well. So here we are recording this right now. And uh, we don't have that information, but those playoffs are starting uh, very soon as well. And yeah, I really, is, is there a better time? I mean, this is the most exciting time for me uh, when it comes to high school sports. The playoffs are, are the most exciting for me. Well, and, and when you've got, and I'm not sure if it's the same way, and you tell me with the matchups with soccer and field hockey and, and elsewhere, but we know the last week of football season is rivalry week, and then you have the playoffs right after that. So, yeah, that, that to me, it's that ramp up there that rivalry week, in some cases, obviously depending on how good the programs are, that's really, that's really your first playoff game why don't we go ahead and take a look at those playoffs we've got that coming up next and we'll look at our preston ford game of the week next it's time out with shore sports presented by the preston automotive group Hey everyone, Chris Marks over at Preston Ford. I just wanted to take a second to tell you about our instant cash offer event where you can sell your car on your terms. You will receive an offer in minutes. There's no purchase necessary and we will make it easy and give you top dollar for your vehicle. The easiest way to do it again is to call me on my cell phone at 410-206-7404 or you can text me or you can go on PrestonMotor.com and we can handle everything right online. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Yes, this portion brought to you by our friends at For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at ForAllSeasonsInc.org. I think it's important once we look at, at, at going by division. So let's start with the 1A. You know, okay. and, and looking at the final point standings and the way they came out, because we could confuse the hell out of people today. If we uh, really we can. To. And there's a lot of minutia in how this all came about because of COVID and the expansion of playoffs with the classifications and everybody gets in. So, yes, I agree. Now, it's interesting looking at the 1A in the 1A West, two teams elected not to continue in the playoffs. And that's Hancock and Clear Spring. Two of the smaller schools elected not to play. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Sheldon Sheeler told me the other day that with Hancock, I think they lost to Allegheny something like 64 to nothing already this season. So the prospects of having to play a team that's seated higher than than that team than Allegheny yeah they they just uh, they were ready to hang well, it well they were going to be going to Mountain Ridge and, well, exactly and but Claire Mountain Ridge Spring is, was going to Fort Hill so. right and and again those two teams probably suffered massive defeats at the hands of of those teams already or teams below them that that now they're going to play teams potentially higher seated than the teams that blew them out 64 nothing so they just didn't uh, think it was worth it so let's take a look at the 1A East and uh, Perryville, yes, yeah, Perryville ends up as the one seed when uh, Colonel Richardson lost uh, to North Carolina, and uh, so Perryville is actually going to get that by, and that's going to set up a Colonel Richardson. And we talked about this with Coach James Jackson on Friday night, uh, how you know he kind of wanted to play this week and not yeah. have a buy. Yeah, well, he got his wish. He did, and uh, you know he'll be playing Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, a team that hasn't won a game yet this year. Or scored a point. Or, or, or scored, yes, when you put that stat up on our uh, Facebook page, I didn't realize that. I had to go look to be a fact checker. Kind mm-hmm. of felt like a Facebook fact checker. Oh, I think that was in my picture. Right yeah, well, I, yeah. I don't just throw stuff out there and throw it out there. But they hadn't scored a single point. No. Not a safety, not a field goal, no. not a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you don't, right, you're nothing. right. You, you could score in other ways than just offense, to your yeah. point. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, nope. He'll be. Uh, they'll be hosting Washington. That game's going to be Friday night. I would mm-hmm. imagine a six o'clock. It start is a six time. o'clock start time. Yes. And uh, Kent County 
who has two wins, uh, they're going to be taking the ride to Surrattsville. Yes. You know, so they've got a long trip to make. Yes, they do. And That's then, Southern Maryland, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then Snow Hill mm-hmm. is going to be playing at Bow Manor. And Bow Manor's Correct. been having a pretty star- strong year down the stretch, ending up uh, four and five, but mm-hmm. Snow Hill three and five. And if they had had enough eligible guys, um, I'm sorry, if they had had key guys that were eligible for their Kent County game, Mark, right. with all due respect, I think they would have won that game. So they would have had four wins uh, to their tally. So it'll be interesting to see how those teams play out over the weekend. I, you know, I do look for Colonel to win their first home playoff game, and it will earn them the opportunity to then play the winner um, I believe of the uh, Surrattsville Kent County game with the way it's set up. Uh, I I guess that's right. Yeah, I, I mean Perryville gets the bye, so I guess that I guess that yeah, would be because so Perry, because Perryville with the bye, uh, Perryville is going to play the winner of Bow Manor Snow Hill. Colonel Richardson, if they beat yeah, but Washington, wouldn't Perryville play the lower seated team? Well, I guess they'll play the four or five. Yeah, okay. they'll play the 4-5, where Colonel okay, right. will play the 3-6 winner. So, uh, you know, so with Colonel looking for them to probably, you know, they're going to play either Surrattsville or King County, but two playoff games at home for Colonel Richardson. Well, and that's a question. When's the last time Colonel's hosted two home playoff games? They have hosted a home playoff game a few years ago. Yeah. When have they hosted two? Yeah, and I'm not sure that's ever happened. I guess we'd have to go back to a oh, long time ago. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I know we had mentioned the last time they beat Cambridge was 05. Right. Maybe look at the 04 05 seasons. But yeah, a long time is right. Yeah, so that's been a long time. And then uh, the, the neat thing now is, and this was started before the COVID where everybody got in uh, on their restructuring, the top two from each region will advance to the state quarterfinals. Right. So if you survive the first two weeks, mm-hmm. you're going to the state quarterfinals, and you get re, reseeded. Uh, reseeded according to your points that you have at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Colonel Richards is at a 4.54. They are probably going to be on the road uh, unless some crazy things happen. Yeah, taking when, a look at yeah, yeah, taking a look at the points across, you know, the yeah. uh, uh, the 2A. I, I mean, the 1A there. Probably so, unless you get an upset or something. But, but in there still a, yeah. a very good showing, you know, for... Colonel Richardson to be the two seed. Well, when's the last time they've been in the quarterfinals of the playoffs? Yeah. Now, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah, there. They've they got to win two games. They've got to get there. Right. But, but I, I, without giving away picks, they certainly will be the favorite on Friday night against Washington. I, I would certainly think so. We'll look at the 2A next right here on Time Out with Shore Sports. Hi, I'm Beth Ann Langrill with For All Seasons. When you encounter someone who is acting unkind, it's easy to think, what is wrong with you? Try taking a step back and instead thinking, I wonder what happened to that person. They might be facing a health issue or experiencing significant stress at home or at work. Extend a kind word or a hand to this person. You can ask without judgment, are you doing okay? I notice you seem upset. Is there anything that I can do? Reaching out to someone in this way will help them feel acknowledged. Whether it's an adult or a child, remember that each person is experiencing things we know nothing about. Your understanding could give someone the lift that they truly need. This Mental Health Minute has been brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center. For All Seasons is your community resource offering therapy and psychiatry to children, adults, and families. Call 410-822-1018 for more information. And this portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is brought to you by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. All right. Well, I forgot. I went back old school. I was thinking, all right, 2A's next. No, 1A, 2A. 
One of the new divisions. That's right. The two new classifications with the expansion of playoffs, and that's one of them, Mark. Yes, it is. And in the 1A2A, only Randallstown is skipping the playoffs. So Randallstown, 1-8 and on the year Mm -hmm. in the 1A2A West. So they're going to sit out. Uh, But looking at the 1A2A East, Mm -hmm. uh, it is a seven-team bracket. Right. And uh, so Hartford Tech is going to get the bye. And we know Hartford Tech, Ken Island, lost at Hartford Tech in the playoffs a couple of years ago. That's a heartbreaker game that they had in the first half. Yeah, Falston's going to be the two seed, Mm -hmm. and they're going to play Northeast Cecil. Yeah, but Falston lost last Thursday night in an upset, was it not? Yeah, Yeah. it was. At least I thought it was to North Hartford. Right. Uh, Elkton's going to be the three seed. Parkside's the four. Cambridge is the five. Mm -hmm. Rising Sun is the six. So Cambridge is going to be traveling to Parkside. That's going to be a 1 o'clock start time on Saturday Okay. in Salisbury. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it's a game that there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, that uh, around the Cambridge program and, and with Parkside. So it's going to be interesting how this one plays out and how huge it would be for a Parkside or, I mean, for a Cambridge victory to upset Parkside this week because I mean yeah I know they're both four and four but to me it would be an upset uh, you know because it's really a one a against a two a in my mind it is now remember though Cambridge beat Bennett a three a this year yeah but Bennett is not the Bennett of that we know uh, I, no I understand. But they're still a three A. But you're right. Um, and they are three A with one A players in the sense of they've got the numbers that they have on the sidelines yeah. is equitable to no what yeah. you know to can count. Well, I'm just pointing it out, had. Mark. I'm just pointing it out, and then you provide then you provide an explanation there, which is good. So that's why we do this. Uh, certainly, yes. Parkside will be the favorite in this one, and uh, I would just say certainly in the trenches, an area that I would look and say that's where Parkside would have the advantage, certainly from a skill position. You know, Parkside's got some really good talent at running back there. Therese Worthy, one of those guys, as we know. Uh, but Cambridge has always had pretty good skill guys and speed there, so they may be a little bit more equatable with Parkside in that aspect, but I think the trenches is the difference in the game. Yeah, and uh, I, I would expect Parkside to win, but... Would not be surprised if Cambridge were to win, and, and then it, it wouldn't be completely out of the realm of possibility. No, and they played some two ways. Remember, they had a tough Week One matchup at Milford, uh, out of Delaware this year, who was a, an equivalent two way program because now they've gone to one A, two A, three A in the first state. Uh, but they've played a few two A teams this year, and they played again a three A in Bennett, although qualifications next to that. Yeah, and then of course uh, on top of that, you win, then you get to go play Hartford Tech, the Cobras who are Mm -hmm. very good. That program, what, over the last four years now, has gone from nothing to something. Yeah. All right, let's look at the 2A East. Uh, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley here. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Uh, In the point standings and the way this all shakes out, I think the 2A is probably the most competitive and toughest across the line as no team decided to drop. All all of the teams are going to be playing in the playoffs, and uh, it is going to be awfully competitive. The team with the highest point average was Huntingtown with 10.11 point average. Mm-hmm. All right, they went 8-1. and one. Ken Island is second at a 10.01. And I only bring that up because it is that point total that is going to be used. If Ken Island were to make it through two weeks, they're going to get another home game with that point total. And looking why high with 9.1 could also be on the brink of getting a a home playoff game as they come in at uh, the Five. So if they make it and one of the others drop, then why high would have a home playoff game in the quarter in the quarterfinals if everything went chalk through the playoffs. And that's a big stretch because when you look at the playoff matchups, you're gonna have Ken Island playing host to CW Wright or CM Wright mm-hmm. uh, this Friday night. Uh, that one right now is set up as a 7 o'clock kick, and yes. it's subject to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're going to have 
Easton on the road at Wicomico. Yeah. That one also should be a 6 o'clock kick. And by the way, I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up the last time Wicomico has hosted a playoff game. It's been a while, probably. Uh, it has been a while because we mentioned back in 2012, that's the last time they won eight games. Their playoff game after going 8-2 and two was at Kent Island, the infamous you know, 14-0 right. leading with two minutes and then goes to overtime, Kent Island wins it. That was 12. I have to look previous to that. I'm, I'm sure probably a year or two before that they probably did. But that said, that's that's been about 10 years, 11 years now. Speaking about teams that haven't hosted a playoff a game in a long time, Three seed Stephen Decatur. Yeah. How yeah. long has it been for them? Yeah, 17 years. And, and credit Jay Coleman. He beat me to the punch on, on looking that up. Uh, 2004, that team made the state semis, went 11-2 and two that year. That's when they were a two-way, though. So they played a couple of one-A's that year, including Colonel, I think, was one of the teams. But they had a heck of a year with uh, Bobby Knox and that Decatur team that year. But that's the last time. And you think with Decatur, you think 17 years has it really been? Yeah, yeah it apparently has. So Decatur goes into this game Friday night, 6-3. and three. This is our uh, Overtime Live Preston Ford Game of the Week presented by Best Western Plus Easton and for all seasons. And they're going to be playing the Queen Anne's County High Lions, who are 5-2. and two. One of the Lions' victories and one of the Decatur losses was... Another Preston Ford game of the week that we broadcast two or three weeks ago where Decatur went for two and didn't make it. Right. And Queen Anne's comes away with a one-point victory. Although Decatur did have a chance after that two-point conversion. They stopped Queen Anne's. They had three timeouts. They used them. They did get the ball back with a chance to at least kick a field goal for the win. They just did not get into the territory. In fact, they didn't cross the Queen Anne's 50, I don't believe, uh, to uh, to even come close. So that's going to be the game of the week. A good one at that. I think it is going to be a good one. Queen Anne's will have all their players back. And uh, Decatur will have you know their full yeah. assault. They, they just got back a few defensive players back in the Easton game. Yeah. Henry Browns, their linebacker, one of them, and they've struggled against the run. So we'll see if he makes a, a big difference for him. Speaking of Easton, they're going to be playing at Y High, mm-hmm. and Kevin O'Connor has struggled down the stretch in, in the last couple of weeks, and the defense has struggled down the stretch in the last couple of weeks, giving up 40 straight some points uh, yeah, to, um, who, to Decatur, mm-hmm. you know, and then not getting yeah, 42, to play. 42 unanswered before they scored late. Yeah. And then not being able to play this past Friday night. Right, against Cambridge. This yeah. is going to be a big test for Easton. Now, hey, it's a win. It's a game that they could win. Mark, it is. Remember, they came back and uh, missed a field goal to tie it at Y High on a Saturday early in the season. Easton has a lot of athletes. They have a good team. They have a talented team. Now, it's going to take their best, especially defensively, because, you know, Y High is so good running the football, especially, but they could throw the ball now, too, this fall. Um, it's going to take their best, but, yes, Easton – can compete, and they can give themselves a chance to win. The question is, will they? But, yeah, I'll say this. They could be dangerous in the playoffs. And another team to watch out for is one we haven't spoken about yet. They're going to go in as the five seed off a 41-6 win over Colonel Richardson on Friday night. They're heading to North Hartford. North Hartford ended up with the four seed Mm -hmm. and got there uh, and came up .18 points short. Really, it was just 1.6 points short Mm. of Decatur. But their huge upset over the unbeaten, previously unbeaten Falston, has them, I think, as a formidable opponent. But remember this, and Al Waters, I think, said this to Queen Anne's coach, but when you look at that, okay, but coming into that game, who did Falston beat? Right. Take a look at, yeah, they're 8-0. And look, any team that goes 8-0 or 7-1, you, you got to give them a level of respect because even if they're beating teams that aren't as good, okay, you still have to go there, you have to win, and they're doing it consistently, they're taking care of business, et cetera. But still... You have to take a look and say, okay, well, who did they beat? Were they challenged at all? Do we really know how good this team is, or are they just good enough that they're better than some of the really bad teams? Uh, but that said, look, I think North Carolina for any team, and I don't know North Hartford that well, so we'll, we'll I have to do some digging on them, but don't count out North Carolina. They will be a tough out. You know how well coached they are, how physical they are, and they've got plenty of winning experience in years past. So I'm, I'm, ex- I'm curious to see how 
this Bulldogs team does do in the playoffs. They're going to have to be disciplined. They're going to have to play within themselves and play within their system as it's laid out. Yeah. Owen Doyle is going to be big in this game, obviously. Uh, Piavis is going to be big in this game. Yep. And you know, your quarterback, Bunts, has to manage the game. Doesn't have to do anything spectacular. But you're going to need Doyle, Watkins, McFadden, and those guys to do the grunt work. Yeah. And look, we know with North Carolina, especially offensively, you got to stay ahead of schedule. You got to get three yards on first down, three, four yards on first down. Get yourself in third manageables because if you're going to get to a third and six, a third and eight, third and nine, uh, in terms of having to throw the football, they're going to be in trouble there. So they need to stay ahead of schedule with that. And also, just in general, get a lead. Or stay even with the other team. You get down by a couple scores. They're just not built to come back that way. So that'll be, as always is the case, the key to key or keys to winning for them. Exciting times lying ahead. Our Preston Ford Game of the Week presented by Best Western Plus Easton and For All Seasons. Uh, Matt Griffith and I will be at Stephen Decatur High School in Berlin. We'll also have Luke Matrinko at the Easton Y High game. Nice. And who knows where we put anybody else across the way uh, because uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm hoping we'll have David Inslee at uh, Colonel Richardson. Okay, I was going to say, because Colonel probably wants Luke Matrinko back there because he was a good luck charm against Cambridge. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got good soul service there, Mark. Yeah, yes. Well, he he said it struggled a little bit. It sounded good to me when he emailed it in. (laughs) Uh, yet another high school segment brought to you by our friends at Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the midshore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at Queenstown Bank locations or go to queenstownbank.com. Mark Potter, Mike Bradley. This is the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast. And we've got to talk about the 3A because they have uh, lonely uh, Jay and Bennett there. And when you look at the 3A, no teams are dropping. All right. Mm-hmm. Bennett's going to go in as the obvious eight seed. Seven. Well, the seven seed, right, because they don't have an eight. Yeah, so, so northern of Calvert County will get a bye. Yeah, and uh, Jay and Bennett's going to have to go to Longreach High School, which isn't a pleasant ride. Uh, Longreach 7 and 2. Howard County. Yeah, it's a long trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 0-8 uh, for... Bennett, and you know what? Kudos to Dustin Mills for wanting to play the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, because they could have opted out. Yeah, they they haven't won a game this yeah. year. Yeah, that's true. But I'm sure Dustin probably polled his players and said, hey, you want to play? And I'm sure they said, yeah. Yeah, that that had to be entirely, knowing Dustin, that's entirely driven by the team. As you'd hope it would be in general, that a, co- a coach wouldn't force it on them because they need to be willing. Otherwise, you give yourself no chance. But yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, 13 seniors, I think, on that team, mm-hmm. uh, including their quarterback, Sam Blackman. So a chance to close out things. I mean, they're obviously they're going to be major underdogs in that one. But yeah, I agree. Kudos to them to go to play the game. Would have been easy for them to say, no, nah, we're not going to do it. But uh, they did just in the same way that, you know, they played Kent Island on uh, senior day there a couple of Saturdays ago. When you look at the 4A, 3A, uh, two, I know we don't have any short teams, but we'll mention them anyway. Sure. Uh, they have two teams that elected not to play, and that's Walt Whitman and Northwood. Uh, oh, also a third one, Delaney's not going to play either. Yeah. But Dundalk is in this lineup, and they went 9-0 and this year and scored 102 points, which, to give you an idea, <laughs> the next closest team, which tells me they beat a lot of 4As, the next closest team to them in the point standings is Sherwood, who scored 79 points. Dundalk, yeah, is this a team maybe that should have been in 4A instead of 3A? But you know, they're the heavy odds-on favorite to win this division. You know, a couple of years ago, Dundalk had a really good run, and they've come about in Baltimore County. Uh, they dropped off, and now they're back again. And I'm just taking a look, though, because I had to vote on them for the state poll, and as I was taking a look at who they beat now, their signature win was against Franklin, who was ranked in the top 25, and they beat them 27-13. to 13. They did that at home. Hmm. But taking a look at the rest of the teams that they played, I can't say that it was – 
that impressive. But at some point, yeah, they, they, you got to give a team like that some sort of due, uh, especially in the 4A, having won nine straight. And um, what, wait a minute, you said they scored. Oh, when well, the you were saying points, right, you said yeah. points. Now that's playoff points. Right. But they, they, points for 341, they held opponents to just 46. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that, that's a team to look out for, for sure. And when you look in the 4A, Quince Orchard has 113 points. They're also 9 and 0, and they're pretty damn good. Quince Orchard? Yeah, they've been oh, good yes. for a long time. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. No, those are, that's one of the teams, the public school teams, and that's why they're ranked right up there with the private school teams. Quince Orchard and Wise are ranked in the top five in the state for a reason, because they can compete. Those are one of the public school teams that can compete with the private school boys. Yeah. yeah. So uh, looking forward to the uh, state championship games. They'll run starting December 2nd. Uh, through the 4th of December at Navy Marine Corps Stadium. You won't be able to see it on TV this year, unfortunately. No, and I'll just say this, and I want to be careful, but I was told that because of the expansion to six classifications that um, the TV, and I do the sideline for the TV uh, for Sinclair out of Baltimore. I'm really glad they do it, glad to be a part of the team. They had said that because of the way they had packaged it in years past, that it was going to be difficult for them to do six, that four was their comfort zone. And for whatever reason, the MPSSAA decided that it's going to be six or none. Now, they may be coming from the vantage point that, well, we don't want to be unfair that two teams, or actually four teams technically, aren't going to get the television coverage that the other games would get. And that may be their thinking. Maybe it was something else. Uh, you know, to me, and obviously this is selfish <laughs> for me saying, but to me, I'd rather have four than none. But that was what they had told Sinclair. So that is what it is. No TV this year. I was told by Sinclair we will be back, though, next year. I mean, hey, it, it costs a lot of money to put this stuff on. Just like it does. Know, we on the radio, we pay, we pay a fee to the state right. for radio. It's For every playoff game and state championship game, we pay the same amount. TV is a lot more expensive. TV pays... $1,500 for the region and the semis, but they pay $3,000 to broadcast the game live on TV. And that doesn't include, you know, talent fees and such. I mean, Mark. Equipment and everything else. Right. I mean, yeah. they've got they've got a television truck outside of Navy Marine right. Corps Memorial Stadium. I've seen it. I've been in it. Right. And then they have to get everything set up in the broadcast booth as well. And they've got a three-man crew and then me on the sideline. Right. So it, it's a chore. It's it's a haul. I, I love doing it, but you're right. It's it, it may, Excuse me. It takes a big commitment from Singapore. Claire to do it. Yeah, you figure it's costing three thousand dollars just that's just the permit fee. That doesn't include the airtime and, and, and all of that. So yeah. you know, and I might complain about what it costs for us to be able to broadcast high school football on a Friday night, but that's you know, ours is just a uh, you know shining one tooth compared to shining yeah. a whole mouth for, for that one. Yes, that, <laughs> so. that that is very true. Now let's hope let's hope that maybe we'll have a game on the radio to do for a short team in the uh in the semis or the final or both? Well, we're following Ken Island. We're following Queen Anne's. We're following Easton. We've got North Carolina, Colonel Richardson. Any of those teams make it. We are there. So looking forward to that as well. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Pret Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Pratt and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Pratt and Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. I, I want to go back to, we were just playing that commercial from uh, from our friends at For All Seasons. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, Fox had a uh, thing prior to their broadcast yesterday, uh, their one o'clock game, where uh, Glazer had interviewed Johnson, the offensive lineman. All right, Jay Glazer, the, Lane Johnson from the Eagles. Yes, right. And okay. What an amazing interview. Uh, yesterday was Johnson's first game back 
because he stepped away because of dealing with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And Glazer announced also that he, too, had depression. And Terry Bradshaw, he, too, had depression. And I was just glad to see, because we talked about this with Overtime Live when we did the fall when there were no games, you know, yeah, a with year Beth ago. Ann, with Beth Ann on location. Right. Right. And right. how we talked about the impact of, you know, People just didn't talk about mental health, and now it's mm-hmm. it's out there more. And one of the things they said is the same thing Beth Ann had said all along, and I think Michael Strahan said this yesterday. It's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know, and I only bring this up just because maybe somebody out there is listening. Holidays are coming. Man, we get so stressed, and we get so... Um, hit and wrapped up emotionally when we get closer to the holidays and mm-hmm. you know suicide increases closer to the holidays and uh, yeah I can't speak for Mike but I'm sure he'd say the same thing if you need to talk to somebody whether you want to do it via text or you want to do it e- email or whether you want to do it on the phone call us you know if you're thinking about doing something crazy and, and when I say crazy if you're thinking about you know just Leaving us in this world, committing suicide. Don't do it because people out there love you. We love you. We need you. I mean, we're, we're hoping that you're going to stick around and, you know, tell more people about our podcast right. so we can get our numbers up. You That's know, right. I mean, we need you. So if you're down in the dumps, don't be afraid to reach out and talk to somebody, uh, whether you do it uh, with a professional or whether you do it. We all need to have that person, that person that we can confide in. And there are people out there. And if you know somebody that's behaviors changed or whatever, just say, don't be afraid to ask them. You okay? Mm-hmm. And then when they say, yes, I'm fine, it's okay to say, you sure? And when they say, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'm here to listen if you ever need to talk. All right. Because it doesn't seem like you are, but yeah, yeah. When, when you're ready, when it's comfortable for you, uh, you know, Talk to you know. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So keep that in mind. I just thought that was you know what a great interview yesterday to see that. Well, and don't forget Calvin Ridley yesterday did, announced did that he's that he's stepping away. The wide receiver for the yeah. Atlanta Falcons is stepping away uh, for mental health issues right now as well. And the thing is, you know, and with football being a physical sport, we can see physical injuries. We saw unfortunately that gruesome injury to Jameis Winston yesterday right. with or on Sunday I should say with New Orleans and, and Tampa Bay. You can see that you can't see mentally but look we've all been down a road some worse than others but we've all dealt with depression and anxiety at some point it's how we handle it but there are resources there and it is okay and you know i i can tell you with depression that runs on my mom's side of the family um you know i i i've seen it firsthand and i've dealt with some of it myself and uh there are again there are resources and it is okay um to uh you know to admit that you're, you're not doing well because we man we face a lot in this world so sure mark do. i'm glad you said that and I tell you, though, what I've found is, you know, um, content, you know, radio has always been a passion of mine. Radio has been a nice escape. And you often hear people say radio or in this case here, podcast is a nice escape from the issues that people have to deal with. So hopefully in a way that, you know, we're taking troubles off of somebody's mind, they can hear about high school sports and it, uh, it gives them a, a break for their day. You know, and and glad that we provide this each week. Absolutely. Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Make sure you share it. Let people know about it. Uh, You know, if you like it, if you don't like it, we want to hear about it. Mike. So we can fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Mike at ShoreSportsMD.com or Mark at ShoreSportsMD.com. You have comments, something for us to cover. I had uh, somebody reach out to me this week and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of great local Shore players at Salisbury. You all should do a story on them. And uh, Luke Shrek... Uh, Luke is uh, Luke Matrinko is uh, working on that uh, as we speak. In fact, so I bring up uh, Salisbury because <laughs> their their kicker. Bert Schreckengost, who yes. was a Ken Island graduate. Yeah, you were thinking along the same lines that I am. Yeah, he just was selected again uh, as the conference special teams player of the week. It's his third time this season. This is what he did. This past weekend, they beat, Salisbury beat uh, Christopher Newport University out of Newport News, Virginia, mm-hmm. 84-14. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's well, quite a win. It was a close game. Uh, Bert, <laughs> t- 
tied a program record for extra points in a single game. Busy made all 12 extra pointed tickets, kicked off 13 times, averaging 60.9 yards per kickoff. Now, this is unbelievable. I might be more yeah. impressed with that than the extra points. I mean, with my Redskins, you know, having Chris block it, I mean, blew it blew as, it, as yeah. our kicker, he can't even get it over the line. You know, Schreckengast is a senior, and he's somebody we're going to get on this podcast because I want to talk to this young man. He's 23 for 24 in uh, PAT attempts this year and tied for the league lead and conference only points scored via kick with 7.3 a game. So congratulations to uh, uh, Bert getting it done there mm-hmm. at Salisbury, a graduate of Kent Island. And we have talked about the amount of shore players that are at Salisbury. There, there's so many of them, but yes, we, we do want to get more of them on, uh, get them on period. And, and Trekkengast is certainly one of those guys in a blast from the past. Of course, Joey Bildstein on that team as well. Yeah. Uh, he's one player from of the North week Carolina, honors yeah. for North Carolina earlier in the season as well. Uh, a lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of good players there. And SU, I mean, that, that, that at the next level, SU has done so well in D3. And right, that's fueled by shore players. But Andrew, uh, Andre Matthews from uh, Wicomico is there. Uh, you're looking down this list. I mean, there are a ton of them, no doubt about that. And that's that. just in football, but in other sports yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, you know, it's the place to go, it seems, uh, for a lot of the folks from around here mm-hmm. on the shore. You've got uh, Trenton Hillard. Uh, the linebacker, yeah. uh, he's a freshman there mm-hmm. um, out of North Carolina. You've got Carlton Johnson, who plays linebacker from North Carolina there uh, as well. So, you know, those are just some of the kids that, you know, I'm thinking you know, they're what you have one Ken Island kid and a couple of <laughs> North Carolina kids. And then a Y high kid, Logan Middleton, if you remember him, he's a freshman from Cambridge. Yep, sure do. You know, so yeah, we uh, mentioned him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of kids there, and of course the kicker who wears number ninety-seven in college. All the kickers wear these high lineman numbers, I guess, so they can use them as a lineman, you know, when they yeah. go in. So, you know, but uh, uh, of course Bert Schreckengoss, but uh, quite a year for him. He's had quite a career there. He has. Yeah, I was going to say uh, he that name goes back uh, a while, so he's got to be a junior or senior. So now I, I don't know that an NFL team is going to draft him as a kicker, but I see one of them, you know, bringing him in to uh, maybe as a practice squad player or whatever, at least onto the roster uh, for uh, preseason and see what he does. Yeah, I mean, you never know. The, yeah. I mean, there's there's no uh, there's no reason. Uh, that D3, D2, D1, 2A, and, and they have you know made teams. Right. Yeah, it's an uphill battle, no doubt, but uh, the, the opportunity is there, and you just got to take advantage of it. Yeah, and they don't kick many field goals this year, so he's... Uh, yeah, because they're so good offensively. Yeah, yeah. They, haven't, he's, they he's usually don't have to. He's three for three, you know, there uh, this year. So. And that's old school football there, because they run the they run the option there. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, they uh, speaking of, we were just talking about styles and stuff, they... Uh, Style of play that is they uh, they do it old school in SU. In fact, um, looking here at the field goal attempts, um, he's ten for ten in his college career. In his career, right? In his career, and he's a senior, right? Yeah, yeah. he's a senior, and he's made ninety five percent of his extra point attempts. Um, one seventeen of one twenty three, mm-hmm. uh, which you know you're you're missing six there, and so it could be a bad snap, it could be anything, bad hold, a, a bad yeah. hold. It yeah. could you know it maybe uh, maybe he slipped in a mud pile as a mud you know mud puddle as he approached the ball, but whatever their fields the are a little bit be. better in yeah. college. <laughs> so, but a, but a big win for Salzburg, a big win this past weekend um, for our friends in Frostburg as well. So uh, with that in mind. You know what? We got one more segment. Let's do it right now. This segment brought to you by our friends at an optical galleria. You know, they've got a brand new sunglass line known as Hooked Optics. An amazing fit for heads of all sizes. I got a big head and it fits mine perfectly. They come in a variety of colored polarized lenses. Stop by an optical gallery in the Tealmarsh Plaza in West Ocean City on West Water Street in downtown Centerville and downtown Easton on Harrison Street to try on a new pair of hook sunglasses. Check them out online at eyesandart.net or hookoptics.com. You know, waterfowl's coming up this coming weekend. It is. 
So, that's, no, that's a, I mean, two weeks. Two I'm weekends. Sorry, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. That's a, and yeah, that's a big weekend. Yeah. So, big weekend. Uh, and that's a big going in, in on. Easton. Yeah. In Easton. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and if you like traffic, this is the place to be. No doubt about that. <laughs> Let's look at college football. Um, I got to start off with uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Yes. Uh, what what a game that was. I know it didn't end the way you like. <sighs> no, it did not. Yeah, but uh, but last year's Michigan team that got you know killed by Michigan State at home. It, it's definitely a different Michigan team. They would not have uh, they would not have come close to having a sixteen point lead. I can't remember which game I was watching in the afternoon, but the ejection for targeting was such a crazy call. The guy went down to tackle and the runner lowered his head and and ended up being ejected. See, and you bring up something that I've pointed out many a time and you're spot on with that is that if a player uh, defensively goes and aims at a an area of a player that's legal, okay, that's not going to result in targeting helmet to helmet is what we're talking about here. Spearing mm-hmm. is the old school term for it. If he goes and is aiming his body correctly to make a correct legal tackle, and that player, right, ends up lowering his head, lowering his body, where by the time the defender gets there, yeah, it's a different type tackle than what was intended. How can you blame the defensive player for that? This is happening at quick speed, and once he decides to lock in on, I'm doing this, and then the player all of a sudden, say, gets skinny, gets small, gets down, and then there's helmet-to-helmet contact, you have to look at that and realize that was not the intention of the player necessarily. The offensive player changed positioning. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I don't know. It's it's frustrating for me as a fan to watch that as well. Yeah. Uh, taking a look, uh, Georgia withstood the test from Florida. Really wasn't much of a test. Um, you know, but uh, they jumped out and they'll stay number one. Cincinnati well, escaped to lane. Georgia scored, I believe, 21 points in the last two and a half minutes of the first half against Florida. Yeah. Florida was in that game. Right. And yeah. turnovers turnovers really hurt them there. And Georgia took advantage of it and then you know, certainly did a good job in the second half. But get this, Florida scored late in the game. Mark, they they had not been held the last time that they had not scored a touchdown, I should say, in a game, because it was getting close to that, 1988. Wow. Wow. Well, Almost, almost. Georgia's defense is really good. Yeah, they are the best and, in the country. You know, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if Georgia and Alabama end up on the track to play each other in the SEC title game. Well, they should. Yeah. And it should end up that way. Um, Alabama was off, number three. Mm-hmm. They held on to number three despite a bye. Oklahoma must feel the uh, the collar getting a little tight because uh, they ran off and hid from Texas Tech beating them 52-21 <laughs> instead of having a close game. Now, just quickly, now we're doing this before college football playoff rankings come out Tuesday night. So right. it'll be the night uh, of the day that we drop this podcast, which is Tuesday morning. My CFP, my four, okay, and these the CFP does not have to match AP Top 25 or Coaches right, Poll. Right, right. Uh, no particular order. Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Those are my four. I am leaving out. Cincinnati. I'm leaving out Cincinnati. I am leaving out. Also, Michigan Michigan State, State, and I'm leaving out Oregon knocking on the door. Wow. Those are, to me, those are the four, to me, those are the four best teams. Now, I know Oregon beat Ohio State, but Oregon also lost to Stanford. Yes, they did. Ohio State's loss was to a top 15 Oregon team. Oregon's lost to Stanford. Stanford is nowhere to be found in the top 25. Right. No, you're you're right. That's the difference. Yeah. And Ohio State, in my opinion, Ohio State and Alabama have the best offenses in college football. But if Cincinnati goes unbeaten, it is an absolute crime if they don't get to play in the playoff for the national title. You can make an argument for them, Mark. Uh, if they got in, am I going to yell and scream? No. I tell you one one item here that I think hurts them, and it's not their fault, but it's just the way things are. They beat Indiana, I think at Indiana, third game of the year. By that point, Indiana was already 0-2. Mm-hmm. If they had played them week one when Indiana was preseason ranked 17th, that to me means more. But by the time they played them, Indiana had been exposed. 
that they weren't as good as they were the year before. Michael Penix kind of falling apart at, at quarterback, a complete 180. That's my issue. Now, they go and beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. That's their signature non-conference win, and major kudos to them. But that Indiana win, to me, when they beat them, is not as good as it would have been week one or even week two. But I'm not going to yell and scream if, they, if, they're, uh, if they're in. I won't. And a big win by the Hokies. Yeah, Virginia Tech beating Georgia Tech. And nice nice to see I, them win. I was thinking about you when I saw it. It yeah. said Vontech 4-4. Four and, four, and I said, well, I don't think that's going to help his job ultimately. But it takes a little bit of the heat away for a week. By the way, though, TCU and Gary Patterson parted ways after like 25 years. Yes. They said that that's likely because they want to get a jump start on the head coaching job. And I think Patterson and the new AD probably clashed, it sounds like, too. But... It looks like Sonny Dykes might be going to TCU or Texas Tech. Even though his name came up with a Von Tech job, I think those two right now are probably above Von Tech. Sonny Dykes, the coach from SMU, Southern Miss. Yeah. So, no, I mean, Southern, Southern Methodist, Methodist right, yeah. right out of Texas. Yeah, I don't know if they right. still are, but they have been ranked yeah. in the top 25 this year. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. This is a great time of the year, but... It's all starting to come to an end. Real quick, (laughs) and your son would be able to give us a little intel on this. Let's not forget, Power 5 school that's undefeated, that's in the top 10 for the first time in forever, Wake Forest. Yes. Kendron Wayman plays for them. And Wake Forest and Duke played each other this past weekend, and there's a picture of the two of them. I meant to post that on Overtime Live. I'll have to repost that from Jamion's father. Yeah, so uh, good to see Jamion Franklin, who plays uh, defensive tackle for Duke. Duke. And then uh, Kendron Wayman, who plays defensive end for Wake Forest, and they're having a big year. And you wonder why North Carolina... 17, 18, 19, right. went undefeated at the Bayside Conference. Yeah, player, players like that. Oh, and, you know. Don't forget a, David a Bailey back out of David Colorado Bailey. State. Yeah. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's why they had such a great run. And they just must not be a very good team. Colorado State, I played. The, I watched them play the other day and uh, against uh, one team, and I can't remember who it was, but, you know, they just – Poor David. You know, he was getting like two and a half yards of carry. It just it was tough. Sledding. Well, he, and you know his coach. He followed his coach from BC out to Colorado State. That's right. loyalty, right? And well, it's just like the other day, LSU four star wide receiver commit said, "Oh, Coach O's being fired. I'm going to Alabama." Yeah, I, I told Coach O, "If you're We're here, all tied, baby. if you're here, if you're here, I'm here." If you're gone, I'm gone. That's yeah. what happened. And that is what happened. Well, listen, this uh, this one's come to an end here. Timeout with Shore Sports presented by the Press. Oh, you're not going to talk group. you're not going to talk about your Washington team that oh, had dude. two that had two chances at the end. What, what Washington after, team? After Chase Young yeah. forced the fumble, what a great play there. Oh, it was a great play and Heineke. Denver's head coach should be fired. What's yeah. that? Why? Because I mean, I didn't watch all, the whole all game, you got to do is run the clock out, okay? Instead, oh, he threw a pass. Well, on the they, they threw an incomplete pass. Yeah, but they, had two, they, they had the, ran the ball. They had, well, they had two fumbles well, there. You're supposed to run the ball oh, to run the clock yeah, out. Yeah, but you don't. But throw you had two a pass. fumbles. Yeah, it just uh, yeah, the pass should have happened. But the the two fumbles there, and look, Chase Young did a great job yeah. stripping. But at the end, Heineke. Throwing the football out of bounds, give your receiver a chance to catch the ball. He has, uh, he's a nice backup. Yeah. So, well, to be fair, his O line, Chase Rolier put in they, air casting. They, well, yeah, they have, I mean, they, they got lost. like four backups in there. Yeah, don't they? they have yeah. four backups. Yeah, that's and, tough. In fact, tough. they didn't have a single player that started the year in their position yeah. on the offensive line yeah. when that game ended. Got to be fair to him a little bit on that. How about Von Miller traded to the LA Rams? Yeah, that's uh, my son just texted wow, me. Wow, that's that a scary said, Rams team. Yeah. On defense with Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Woo. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Now if their offense can only come to life. <laughs> Who's that? The Rams? The Rams, yeah. Oh, they're okay. They, Matthew Stafford's done a nice yeah, job they, there. Yeah. They got a lot of weapons, Mark. They, they no, their offense is fine. They're they fine. They do. So it'll be interesting to see. That's an NFC team too, right? Yes. So oh, they got Tom Brady and, and everybody, all those Cowgirl fans out there saying, oh, this is the year for the Cowboys. Yes. They're, they're, they're. Well, L.A. beat Tampa, right? Out in L.A.? Yeah, yeah. Right. That was their one loss. Yeah. Well, now two because Tampa lost to New Orleans uh, with a backup quarterback, yes. Trevor Simeon, uh, Beating uh, Tom Brady, the pick six, baby. Yeah, Saints have Saints have had Tom Brady's number a little bit when you take a look at the, those yeah. matchups there. But uh, but yes, L. A. A very legitimate threat to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I just want the cowgirls to start losing, so all their fans yeah. who have come out of nowhere. <sighs> 
there are more Cowboys fans on Facebook than ever before. Cooper, everybody's Cooper Rush, a, getting everybody's it done. a Cowboys fan. Shut up. I know. So, it's always you know, there. Go, go back away. You're not America's team. No, you're the bandwagon team. That's what you are. So yeah, I always thought America's team back in the day, frankly, were the Green Bay Packers or the Raiders. Or the Ra- you're right. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah. the Raiders have a great showing. You're Mark, you're right on. Yeah. They have a great showing across the country. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That was just that was a PR thing for one of the yearly uh, video yearbooks that they did. Right. That some guy in the PR office called him America's team. That was not something that initially was something old that spread all through the country. Um, that was something they came up with. It Wait, wasn't organic. You know what I'm really looking forward to this Sunday? What's that? The Redskins can't lose. They have a bye. Oh, there you go. So, we yeah. my, my Ravens were off, and they jumped into first place without having to play. Yeah. Thank you, New York Jets. Yeah, knocking off Cincinnati. Mike White, the backup rookie. Now, what if Mike White ends up being the answer quarterback for the Jets and not Zach Wilson with all the money they paid him? We'll have to see. It was one game. It's one hey, game. But. Hey, Zach led him to a win the last week. Uh, t- no, uh, against Tennessee, it was two. Re- yeah, they did beat Tennessee. I mean, I but, give Gibbs yeah, but Wilson's look bad, Mark. Well, he's looked bad. He's a rookie. Of course, he's. You know, yeah, well, and, there are other rookies that have come on and looked a lot together better. Together, offensive. No, line he doesn't have a good team. He yeah. Have, yeah, well, but what? What about Mike? Uh, Mike White? He went eleven for eleven to start the okay. game. Right. That's again. Right. That was against a top ten right. Cincinnati defense. Can I talk to you from experience? Yeah. Taylor Heineke last year against Brady. Yeah, hey, he almost beat. He almost beat the well, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, well, wait a minute. He, One time. Right. He, <laughs> and by the way, he wasn't playing Brady. The defense was. Right. So, and the defense did a really good job. He almost led us to victory in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah well, he almost did. Well, you, well, you're right. And you have to watch. You got to watch it. You, know, yeah. you see guys that flash late in the year, yeah. and you think, oh, that he's going to do over 16 games. No, not not put, so fast. Put, put the bottle down. It's all right. <laughs> and join us Draft next. Draft a QB. Would you? <laughs> Right in. And join us next Tuesday right here for another edition of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Uh, he's Mike at Mike at ShoreSportsMD.com. You can reach me, Mark at ShoreSportsMD.com. And uh, join us. Be listening on Friday night with the Overtime Live Preston Ford Game of the Week. Looking forward to that. And until then, well, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy listening all week long. Listen time and time again. It's okay. Maybe we slip something new in there or something. Or catch up on an old one. Yeah, or do that. Whatever you do, please share. Share, share, share. Let people know that this is out there because it's all about the kids. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another Time Out soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.